Join me, if you will, in looking at our text for today, Matthew 10, 24 through 39. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house of Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in dark utter in light, and what you hear whispered proclaim upon the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And not two spa- are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's will. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. Morning text is kind of a tough teaching, I think. You know, uh, people are going to hate you, call you, you know, a house of Satan, Beelzebul or Beelzebub, whatever you want to say. Father and son are going to be each other. Mother and daughter are going to hate each other. And whoever doesn't hate their mom and dad are not worthy of me. Daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Well, that that part's not so hard to fathom. That seems reasonable, right? (laughs) But what a hard teaching. I haven't come to bring peace on earth but a sword. Wait a minute. Last Christmas, we were singing about peace on earth. What happened, Jesus? (laughs) It's a tough teaching this morning. But I think, you know, as we look at this, what Jesus seems to be trying to communicate is that following Christ and living out the kingdom of God is going to create a little bit of chaos in your life, in the lives of those around you, and hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, in the world. You see, the kingdom of God, as Jesus has declared it to us, turns everything on its head. A place where the meek inherit the earth, and blessed are the poor, and uh, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake. 
Really? It doesn't seem that way. But in the kingdom of God, everything is turned over up on its head and turned upside down. It's supposed to be chaotic. It's supposed to be confrontational. It's supposed to be at odds with the world we live in. It's supposed to look different. And when things start to look different, not only in the world around us, but in your own life, when things start to look different, it causes upheaval. It causes problems. It creates challenges. And it gets in the way of relationships sometimes. The kingdom of God is supposed to be uh, something that just bursts into the world and messes everything up. And anything short of that, then you're not doing it right. I gotta say, we're not, we must be doing something wrong. And I don't know, somewhere along the way, actually, I have to say, historically speaking, it wasn't very long after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension. It wasn't very long after that until Christianity kind of slipped into its own little kind of comfortableness. Where it stopped being the, the prophetic voice in the world around it and started being just part of the culture. And nowhere is that more true than as we have grown up here in America where Christianity reigns. I think I can dare say that. In America, Christianity kind of reigns. Probably, you know... Uh, Uh, in the northern hemisphere, one of the last places (laughs) where Christianity seems to reign. And we're all, you know, Christianity is a pretty comfortable space to be in in uh, today's America. In fact, it's written right into the Constitution that we get to practice our religion any way we see fit. Thank God for that, because not so long ago they were burning people at the stake for being Baptist. So, you know, we've experienced a bit of comfort here. But I can tell you right now, following Jesus Christ is not supposed to be comfortable. And declaring and living out the kingdom of God is not meant to be comfortable. Oh, it's meant to be joyful. It's meant to be fulfilling. It's meant to be transformational. But I don't know if it's ever meant to be comfortable. It's always going to challenge us. Following Christ is always going to be a challenge and is always going to stretch us to our limits and pose conundrums for us. It's always been thus. It was a conundrum for Martin Luther in uh, the 1500s when he was faced with... See, Martin Luther did the mistake of reading the Bible and that, that always screws things up. And so as he was reading the Bible and became a student of the Bible as a Catholic priest and a monk, he began to see some inconsistencies with the kingdom of God Jesus declared and the way it was being lived out in the church. So he wrote all that up and on the cathedral door of Württemberg, it was his moment when he was faced with do I live out the kingdom of God Or do I stay in this world? Do I live out what it means to follow Christ and follow my conviction? Or do I just sit down and shut up? Well, he stood up and he banged on the door and nailed 95 things that he thought ought to change in the church. Started the Reformation. 
And it was a moment like that for Dietrich Bonhoeffer in Nazi Germany. As he sat and wondered, do I live out the kingdom of God? Do I, do I be true to my faith? Or do I save my own skin and sit down and shut up? But no, his faith and his conviction would not allow him to just sit back in Nazi Germany and watch his Jewish brothers and sisters get carted off to die. Ultimately, that cost him his life. He was executed. Why? Because he was living out the kingdom of God. He was following. Martin Luther King Jr. had his moment. He said, you know what, I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm going to be not just a preacher. But I'm going to be an activist marched in Selma and he marched in Birmingham and started the civil rights movement along with a lot of other people. But there's a moment. There's a moment in our lives. And uh, granted, for most of us, it's not going to be the Reformation or the civil rights movement. It's not going to turn into those kinds of things. But it's, it's those moments. In fact, they're, they're often in our lives, they're little tiny moments when we're faced with this choice of living into the kingdom of God and following Christ, sitting down and shutting up, or taking the easy path, or keeping the peace. I'm the master of a, a conflict avoidance, right? I hate conflict. I don't like to be in the middle of it. But there are times when it's just called for. You've got to stand up. And you've got to stay. This is who Jesus has made me, and I need to be honest and true to that. And we all face those moments. For me, it was a moment uh, really when uh, our region was falling apart and the debate was over homosexuality, and I chose a side. Uh, I chose a side of inclusion side where all God's children are welcome and you know that caused some problems that caused a church to split apart and I lost a lot of friends around that but I there was something inside of me that said you can't back away from that you've got to be true to the convictions that Jesus has instilled within you and you've got to live out the kingdom of God as you see it written out in the scriptures and I I promise you, each of us faces those moments in our lives all the time. We're faced every day with issues where we have to ask ourselves, am I going to follow the kingdom of God? Am I going to follow Jesus Christ? Or am I going to go the other way? And it's going to be hard and it's going to cause... Here's the thing, it's supposed to cause problems. And it's supposed to be difficult. It's like exercise. I hate exercise. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> As you can tell. <laughs> I really don't like exercise. But if we do it, then you, you get stronger and your body is healthy. And if you go through the pain of it, you become, you become stronger. 
It's that same way in the kingdom of God. The more we live it out, the stronger it becomes. And you may, you may think at the time that it's costly. I've been whining a little bit lately about something, and I, I, need, to, I need to do my own kind of soul-searching what this is about. But I've been kind of pointing out to people, like, for example, the kids are in, some of the kids are in Music Man over in Murray. They're in this musical, Music Man, fantastic musical. Who doesn't love Music Man? I love Music Man. What a great, and it's like a dream part, like the Harold Hill would have been a dream part, and I wanted so badly to go audition and be a part of this. It's a community theater, so I could do it. I think I could do it. (laughs) And be a part of it. But as I'm looking at my schedule, Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> like, all right, fine. <laughs> and I've been whining lately to people. I keep saying things like, well, you know, I could have been, I, I would have been, I, you know, I might have gone and done this as a career if not for Jesus. Or I might have gone and done this if not for Jesus. And I find myself kind of going, Jesus really disrupted my whole life. Jesus really put me on a whole different path. Jesus really screwed up my parents' plans. And sometimes I look and I think, Jesus kind of screwed up some of my things I would like to do too. <laughs> and, and yet at the same time, when I catch myself whining like that, what I also realize is that I wouldn't trade a moment for all the stage time in the world. I wouldn't trade a moment for any other career. The truth of the matter is, this is, I cannot fathom, I cannot even imagine really in my heart of hearts doing anything else but what I'm doing now. And I can't imagine, and even if I weren't a minister, I cannot imagine my life without this sense of drive toward the kingdom of God and this longing within me to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. I can't imagine it. Because the things that I have received as a result of that, the joy, the connection to people, the ability, the capacity to look in the face of someone that is very strange to me that I don't know very well, or even someone that I normally would not have any connection to, and to see in my heart of hearts, the face of God looking back at me and know that my spirit and their spirit is connected somehow. I never would have gotten that without my faith. Amen? The kingdom of God is costly as we measure it by this world. But the benefit, the benefit, the payback the return we get on our investment cannot be calculated. It's like that parable Jesus tells about throwing seed on the good soil and that soil yielding a hundred times. A hundredfold yield on any crop of any kind, even with miracle growth, is ridiculous. <laughs> But that's what the kingdom of God is like. The return is so much more than the investment. So in spite of all of this, this 
kind of, I think Jesus wants to make sure he's not deceiving us. So today he said, look, it's going to be hard. You need to know it's going to be hard. Before going into this, it's going to be hard. You may lose people. You may experience rejection. You may not feel like you belong in this world. You may be killed for your conviction. Jesus wants to lay that out there. But really, I think Jesus is kind of overextending that direction. Because as I look at it, no sacrifice at all. No sacrifice at all. All joy. No sacrifice at all. Let's pray. A loving and gracious God, we, we know that ripping us out of this world and placing us in the kingdom of God can be painful. And it is a daily affirmation and a daily commitment we make to being children of the kingdom of God, being your disciples, your learners, those who are following you. And yet, God, help us to recognize and help us to embrace that life with you is beyond comprehension compared to life without you. May we recognize that the pain we experience now yields to joy later. And may we every day choose the kingdom of God, knowing that that is how transformation, not only transformation of ourselves, but transformation of the world around us really happens. We thank you for all that you are and all that you do. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.